Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John. Hey, John, pull up a stool. Hey, shady tree in that parking lot today. Oh, look at you. Look at you. You're lucky. It started out here beautiful today, and now it's getting cold as hell. Like, dropped like 30 degrees in the last two hours here. It's crazy. Yeah, it stormed this morning. It was weird. We had uh, uh, thunderstorms uh, when I was coming into work at 6 o'clock this morning, and they cleared out. Temperature dropped about 10 degrees, and it's probably 68, 70, and uh, sunny skies right now, so beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, we started out, last two days was in the 70s, beautiful days, and then rain stormed last night, storms went through, you know, the wake you up kind of storms went through, and then today it was in like 58, 60, but the sun was out, so that's gorgeous, because... yeah. My, my one window in the kitchen, my wife would want me to turn it into like a, build a shelf in it and everything else for our, because uh, we have like basil, oregano, uh, like all kind of plants that are on the counter and all. So she wanted me to build a shelf. So I redid the window in the kitchen this morning. I built a custom shelf that goes inside of it and, you know, moved everything and it really looks good. I did that this morning before we, I just got done about an hour ago. So I was outside on the outside of the pulling storm windows off of it and stuff like that, redoing the window, and uh, it was gorgeous out. And then they say, "No, an hour went by. It went from fifty-eight to twenty-eight, if <laughs> like that quick, dude. All <laughs> yeah. it took was the sun to go away. You know what I mean? But super. No, nah, but we got the window done, so wifey's happy and it looks good. What else is new? Uh, you got Brady back. Who didn't know that? That you're happy as hell. Yes, 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 I am. And uh, and once he once he comes back, then it's like uh, the dominoes fall in place. <laughs> Jensen signs, and uh, I don't know Grukowski hasn't signed yet, but uh, there is a couple other big signers and that that offensive line that I was worried about. So getting Jensen back was a big deal. So absolutely, it was. And and uh, my Sixers are looking good again. They, you know, everybody's off the ledge right now. I mean, it's going to take more than. A few games for them to get used to each other. Uh, we're never going to be able to replace our coach, so I just got to hope for the best because I don't like him. 
I like the man, just not the coach. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing against him. Did you see my new uh, speakers I got, John? Yeah, they were rather fancy. You know, this is the way. So. Yes, that is awesome. I mean, they were cool. We went in Sam's Club yesterday. They were on sale. So Brenda goes, if you want them, get them. They had Spider-Man too, but Spider-Man is a little young juvenile for me. It's not as adult-y as getting Boba Fett and Yoda Baby Yoda. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little too comic booky. I went, I went with a sci-fi round. Yeah, so. well, a little more adult, you know, the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and uh, Baby Yoda is a little. Yeah, more, yeah, Baby Yoda is very, very mature. Yes, yeah, absolutely. it's very mature compared to Spider-Man. And him, yeah. <laughs> Our buddy Robbie out in California, he uh, tweeted me, "You really are a Star Wars fan, aren't you?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, bigger than John. Just so everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Okay. Sure. The little baby. What are the, What are the, What was I calling those? The little teddy bears. <laughs> no, Lord have mercy. Yeah, you don't even know the Ewok names. So. No, I know that. I like. I, I I pretend not to know John. I like to let you be very knowledgeable about this subject. Yeah. 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 I can't know. I can't be the know-it-all of everything. I'm know-it-all of most, but I kind of let you have the Star Wars thing, John. Ain't that no, nice of me? Yeah, I I do so appreciate it. Ain't that nice of me? But no, I've been uh, enjoying my racing, John, and my simulator. I'm getting better and better. I've been having a great time with that, even though I have no time with that. If you have you? Have, do you get like uh, Brenda to do any like uh, virtual reality, like throw a bird at you, or you know, uh, you know, uh, have a dog bark at you as you're driving by, or something like that? No, but she did buy. Oh, I dropped something, so you know. Uh, she did buy me an air freshener for it, though. <laughs> a little green tree <laughs> yeah she's been kidding with me about all that uh you want me to get your tree air freshener how about a drink holder you know she give us and then breaketh away <laughs> yes breaketh thou balleth <laughs> yeah breaketh you know what as i'm driving now but she she's glad i like it i am again i know i'm re- being redundant to repeat myself about this but this is so much further than what we had years ago, John, as far as the wheel and, and the whole setup, the brakes, everything else. You literally feel like you're uh, doing something. And I told her, I said, it saved my life, This me having this now. Last week at work, I took a different way home because there was traffic. Like in Atlantic City, there's this other exit you can go behind the convention center. Well, here there's this, and it says to the expressway. Well, there's this ramp that goes straight up. And here they removed the sign that said you either got to go left or right. So I'm accelerating up this hill, John, thinking I'm merging with the expressway. Dude, I get to the top of this hill and 20 feet across, 30 feet, whatever the lanes are. It's a left or right, and there's a brick uh, barrier, one of those cement barriers blocking me from the the bay. John, I locked the brake, cut the wheel, and my little key of soul is like, I'm doing a rooster tail. (laughs) around this bed johnny and i told her i said me getting this wheel saved my life because i don't if i'd have been in any of my trucks i would have never if i was in that little go-kart if i was in any of my trucks i was doing like 50 55 up this ramp john and i locked the brakes and cut the wheel and i don't know how i miss hitting the brick wall the cement barrier but if i'd have been in my truck one of my trucks or anything like that dude i'd have been in the ocean or banged into a brick wall i'll tell you that my cement barrier but it was scary, dude. And my buddy tells me the next day, uh, yeah, there used to be a sign there that said you had to go left or right. Well, apparently I didn't see it. So there was no, they removed the sign. Well, the sign I turn on every day for the one way, because there's all these one-way streets, 
you know, the yeah. idiot kids turned it the opposite way. So every day I'm making a left, I know the people behind me is like, look at this moron going one way, the wrong way down a one-way road. So, <laughs> but what's new with Disney? Anything? Uh, still busy with a lot of uh, spring break down here. Uh, uh, other than that, no, not a whole lot. I mean, uh, I haven't heard a whole lot. I'm still waiting for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron Coaster to open up, you know, maybe one day. So. Maybe one day. And yeah, maybe one day. Nah, I, I, I still don't believe it. I never am going to believe it that it's going to open. But anyhow, something that's closed now is uh, Epcot temporarily, Epcot's temporary Starbucks Travelers Cafe to close alongside the opening of the new Connections Cafe. I seen some uh, video actually of the whole area. It does look nice that the whole new Connections Cafe area, John. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I was hoping they would kind of leave this place open, though, because it was, I mean, it's not like you couldn't use two Starbucks and have that. Dude, at this rate, you could use five Starbucks with the Starbucks craze. Yeah, you know, and I'm pretty sure that around cities like Orlando and like Philadelphia, there's probably Starbucks closer than, uh, on city blocks, closer to each other than these two would be to each other. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, and it's saying it's closing this spring, and, and that actual one that they temporarily put up looks very nice. I don't know why they, yeah. like you said, I don't know why they just wouldn't keep it there. Yeah, yeah, and it's in a good location right there in between uh, World Showcase and uh, Future World. So, And especially with the whole social distancing thing, why wouldn't you want more people outside? The more the better, wouldn't it be? No, no. Well, that's the outside one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't stop some yep. of the crowds in the other one. Because the other one's mostly inside. It's like the old one. Yeah, and you would think if you had to do, run all the what, water lines and the uh, uh, everything else they had to do to get it electric and everything to get it equipped to run. I mean, I don't know. I mean, oh, maybe they'll use it for another kiosk or something. Maybe they'll put one of the uh, food and wine or flower and garden festivals in there or something. Well, hopefully they use it for something because it would be a shame by it. Yeah, it's closing this spring for its permanent home and the temporary building near the Canadian Pavilion will close. So, Our buddy, did you see Bob Danke's down there or above it? Did you get to see Evan? Evan was roaming around. Did you guys ever get the hookup? We tried several times and it just didn't work out. Um, the one day that we, with the last day he was here, I was working at Animal Kingdom. It was him and his family were at Animal Kingdom. I sent him the times and my bus number. We're losing and you, Johnny. What was that? You sent memorable times and what? I, I sent him the times and the uh, bus number and everything. And he came out to the Caribbean Beach bus stop. And I had to pull away because there – or apparently I just pulled away a minute before because there was another Caribbean Beach by, bus right behind me. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> literally uh, two minutes apart. But. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, uh, you know, it's all right. Well, I'll run into him next time, and maybe next time I'll have a chance to meet him for a beer or something, take a little uh, break. So Yeah, it's tough when you're working, John, you know, because in a lot of ways, it, like a lot of our listeners, I don't think then Evan's not a listener. He's more than a listener. He's a friend of ours, and uh, but I'm and, he, and Evan's a good guy. He'll understand. It's You live so far away, it ain't like you got a 10-minute ride home, so a lot of these days you're just looking forward to getting your butt home. No, and I've got, I mean, I've got a yard here in Central Florida, and it needs constant attention to keep it in updated form, you know. I've also got a family and uh, Yeah, you got a wife else. that needs constant yeah. attention. Did exactly. I say that out loud? That I'm sorry, guys. I, 
might have worn my St. Patrick's Day hat that I really wasn't supposed to, but I got away with it and gave out uh, shamrock coins to, to kids all day that were wearing uh, St. Patrick's Day stuff. So I had a good time on St. Patrick's Day. No, I seen so. that. That was awesome. That was, John, you gave out some real Disney magic there. That was absolutely awesome of you. Me and Brenda seen that. We thought that was really cool of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it, it cost me literally nothing, but it, it made some kids day actually their parents are probably happier than they were but yeah. kids like what is that <laughs> yeah. but you know it was just nonetheless it was the effort john that's all you know that's yep. all it is in life make a little effort to make somebody else's life a little better and we'll all be happier exactly uh did you see the uh did you happen to see the indian cheerleaders the that was all the fuss <laughs> on twitter did you see all that uh talk about tacky and unrefined <laughs> I mean, I don't know. like, how did that one slip by Disney, if you follow me? Well, John? apparently, they did not tell them their routine they were going to do. And so, but on the other on the other side, it's not like they don't, you know, it, it's not like this this high school hides their cheer routines. Yes. Um, so, obviously, Disney did not do a good enough job of vetting uh, the people that, but at the, I don't know, you, you, when you give a certain leeway i mean wouldn't you expect a high school to know what is appropriate for the magic kingdom and what isn't i mean what do you think they would know that but you I, know I, the saying john uh, when you assume you make assume, a blank exactly. out of you and me yep and it sure did well it sure did there's so. somebody at a way higher pay grade than you john that is actually scheduling that and i'm sure they're happy I'm sure, like, they didn't just come out cold, John. They had to have at least a couple rehearsals to know what they're doing down the parade on Main Street. I don't think they just walk right in the park and do their deal. Do they? Uh, I mean, they may rehearse at the hotels and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of backstage area where they're rehearsing. But so. I'm sure there's Disney cast members that try to instruct them on where you're going. You need to be at this point when you're at this point of the cheer. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're going down the street. It's a parade. Right? Yeah, I would guess. I I really don't know. I'm, I'm I, not privy to the specifics on the parade uh, activities. Like, so. But everybody's going on Twitter. I can't believe Disney did this. I said, have you not seen the Lone Ranger? Have you not? They don't care. <laughs> the American Indian is, t like right now, today, I get up. There's an Eagles game on this afternoon. It's the Eagles in Washington. And it's when they're still calling them the, our name. John, I'm sitting there watching that game in the background, and every time that R word comes out, it's like a, it's another racial slur that could be said in any language, any any race that you are that you don't like. If you under if you're Italian, um, African American, you understand what I'm saying? Anybody that slur when that is said, it's like a, a racial slur to me. And I'm watching that game, and I'm listening to that announcer say the R word after R word after R word. I had to turn the game off, dude. And and it's rare that I'll turn an Eagles game off. But it's just annoying to me. I don't understand, and I'll go to my grave, not understand how Disney didn't catch more flack for Johnny Depp playing Tonto in The Lone Ranger. Yeah, who, really, a, who really cares about Army, Army Hammer, to be honest with you? They should have just had Johnny playing The Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's Army Hammer done lately? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for but, you know, he's in all kind of other crap. That yeah, the, that one's a much bigger deal than this uh, the, than the one on Main Street because yeah. I think high school takes the flack for that one. I don't know how much flack you can really give Disney on that, honestly. But I mean, high school takes the flack on that one. No, uh, 
What would I, I mean, to, it might be apples to oranges or it might be apples to apples, but what would have happened if somebody would have done blackface uh, oh, uh, 10 yeah. years ago? What, what is that? Uh, 10 years ago, Lone Ranger came out, right? Yeah. If they would have had John Johnny Depp and blackface play a role. It would have been I mean, horrible. It yeah, yes. and it was hor- and it would be horrible, and it, it was horrible still. I mean, this isn't the 1940s, you know. No, <laughs> I mean the last person that got away with that, which I thought it was horrible too, was Robert Downey Jr. in that in that army spoof. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. What movie was that? That was I forget. Uh, it. it was horrible. I was like, "What is this? What's so it, funny about this?" I I think the point of that was how ridiculous it was. It was a hundred percent. Yeah, they were they were. In a way, pokey. Now it's kind of like the uh, all in the family type of humor, yeah. where you know they say it, but what they're doing is, is showing how ridiculous. It yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, yeah. Johnny Depp in the Lone Ranger is wrong. I mean, the only thing, like after the, like you think though, after the first couple times they said scalp them, that somebody from Disney would have jumped in and stopped it. You know, they they allowed them to just keep repeating it over and over and over again. I mean, if they'd have been saying any other racial slur walking down Main Street they'd have been taken off immediately wouldn't they have but when, it yeah. seems like when it's the american indian nothing matters it there's no oh, no i don't no, i don't know about that because there's been a huge backlash about this so. it not dude if it was anything else oh my god there'd be protesters outside of every park in this country right now if it would have been against any other race beside the american indian it, i'm it, telling it, it, you if it would have been in any other race Disney right now would have protest on their hands. It really would have. It really surprised me. There was, uh, I mean, the my bus group on Facebook. They debated back and forth, and and of course the same people who don't find other things offensive don't find this offensive either. Mm. And then, you know, so I mean, it, it's the same people. I mean, honestly, well, so well, I almost <laughs> I almost got in a fist fight over at the Je- at Jefferson Hospital with an electrician over this because of the R word. And he goes, oh, you're jumping on the board. I said, and I got right in his face. Don't tell me I'm jumping on anything. I said, you know nothing. You don't know anything about me. Don't judge me. And I said, I've been against this and I've been like a five-year-old kid when my grandmother would make us turn the TV down because she would tell us it's a racial slur to her because my great-grandmother lived on a reservation and she hated that term. So anytime me and my grandfather would watch the Washington and Eagles football game, my grandmother had to leave the room or go somewhere else, or we had to had it to where we could barely hear it because it would bother her to no end. But th- like, this is the mortality that mortality that uh, that some of these idiots have. That he's trying to tell me that I'm jumping on the bandwagon that it bothers me now because everybody else is. This should have bothered everybody forever. And John, since the day you met me, has this not been an issue with me? Yeah, you've always uh, brought it up, so. Well, it's nothing new at all. So, yeah, I, I can't believe somebody would actually. Obviously, that dude didn't know you very well. So. No, no, and I lost it on him, and I, it was ugly. We, we, uh, we were like kind of like pulled apart. But the point is, I have no problem with the Cleveland Indians. I have no problem with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've said this a million times. The Florida Seminoles, any of those team names. The only one I ever had a problem with was Washington. I never understood. And I told you about the one game that they didn't even broadcast. They, like, blacked it out. There was over, I think it was, like, 20 to, it was anywhere between twenty to 40,000 American Indians actually protested outside of Minnesota-Washington game because there's all kind of American Indian tribes up there in the Finger Lakes. That's one of the biggest areas of the American Indians. Well, they all came down and protested, and the game was on Fox. Do you know they, 
It was on other, I seen it on other news, but the football game itself, they acted like, they, and they had the outside reporters because it was the game of the week, if you get what I'm saying. That's why they came down because it was a kind of like a playoff game where one whatever team made would make it to the playoff. They didn't even, Fox acted like it never even happened, John. Like the, and all, all football. And there's 40,000 40, American Indians in the parking lot. Now, if there was 40,000 of any other race in a parking lot complaining about something, don't you think it would be like on every newscast? Probably. Yeah, this it was like no big deal. Oh, we got a game. Get out of the way, Mr. Indian. You you got paid back. You own casinos. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that that's the argument, too. They, they're allowed to run these casinos, so it's all forgiven, right, John? They wouldn't rather have all their land back. They're happy they got one casino in, in Florida. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess that's the idea. Yeah, that's usually the argument from the morons. Yeah, you, they can run casinos, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're happy about that. I'm sure they'd rather have all their land back. I don't know. It's funny. Uh, all the delivering I did to uh, Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, uh, which is owned by the Seminole Tribe, I don't think I ever met one Seminole Indian working there, honestly. <laughs> Not a single one. So I, I'm sure they. I, I know that they're supposed to get some uh, some uh, paybacks from it and stuff like that. But as for an actual job, I didn't. Nobody, at least nobody in receiving, uh, was Native American. So. No, well, the, the, that same tribe owns the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. Oh, Seminole does? Yeah, Seminole owns that really? one, too. They're the ones that own that one in AC. They own all of them. They own the one in out in uh, Vegas, too. But they don't... Uh, how can I put it? I don't think... It isn't that there's not many work. I don't think they really want to work inside the casinos. A lot of the yeah, tribes. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that's I, more I, what it's about. I, I see that. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's not exactly the... Uh, career path that yeah. maybe they want to go down. So. Yeah, and I'm sure if they did, you'd have the morons calling them names if they didn't get the blackjack that they wanted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, the Grand Ca the Grand Cottage and annual Easter egg display opens at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. I'll tell you what, the Grand Floridian between the gingerbread house and what they do for Easter and all, they get, they do it right over there, don't they, Johnny? They are the hoity-toities, aren't they? Uh, Disney's Grand Floridian debuted its new Grand Cottage Easter treat shop today alongside its annual Easter egg display. That's what I want to go. I don't think I've ever seen the display. I know they're supposed to be really cool. Um, let's see. The Grand Cottage sells a range of Easter treats, including eggs, fudge, cakes, chocolate bunnies, and even hot cross buns. Uh, I'm surprised they get away with that. <laughs> well, it is Easter after all, I guess. <laughs> the Grand Cottage is open daily from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. through April 18, 2022. In addition to the new Grand Cottage kiosk, you can also see a display of impressive Easter egg creations. Celebrating Walt Disney World's 50th as, is a Cinderella coach. Yeah, so the the uh, the eggs are really cool, and they, they have uh, different theming with different ones. There's even a Grogu Baby Yoda. Although he looks a little creepy. So. <laughs> uh, and a figment one. I like the figment one. That looks cool. Yeah, well, I'm surprised. I wonder if that, there'll be a big uh, run because everybody wanted to put the figment in their popcorn bucket. Oh, there you go. Uh, now, this is, again, one of the reasons why 
I do want to move down there is because of stuff like this where you can roam the resorts and everything else like that. I just hope it don't get to the point because I'm also starting to feel like the point, like if you're not staying at the resort, they don't want you nowhere near the resort either. You, you starting to feel that way too, John? It really depends what resorts. I mean, obviously, and and I understand both sides of the issue, Doug, because I've been I've stayed at the boardwalk before and not been able to find a parking space because people were parking there for the food and wine festival. And if I am staying at the boardwalk, okay, granted they they need to have more parking. Okay, I agree on that. But there are certain resorts like the Polynesian where you're not going to build any more parking. There is no place else to put more parking, and so they have to be strict on parking. They okay. just have to. Okay, to, and, I to, would, and, and I agree with you, but I have another reasoning. Then then maybe they get some kind of transportation, like where you could park somewhere and get transported. You understand what I'm saying? Have some kind of way you can go to and for allowed to go to these resorts because I would, when I moved there, I would like to visit them. Like, and, and not just because I'm parking to go to a resort because I want to, I mean, not because I'm parking to go to the park. I want to go resort hopping. I want to enjoy the resorts. Well, park at T. You can park at the Magic Kingdom parking lot and take the monorail to the yeah, exactly. Those and that's fine. Can, and I would do that if it, if it's crowded. I get that. The boardwalk, whoever the the big money moron who designed that, it should be arrested for the amount of parking that they put in that area. Especially the biggest thing that cracks me up with that whole thing. There's like two big huge convention halls over there. Where the hell is everybody supposed to park during these conventions, John? I don't know, and the, and the thing is, is before those resorts were built, that whole area, the International Gateway, at one time was actually a, a whole other um, uh, drop off for the trams. I mean, there was there was parking somewhere, and they would drop you because that before the Skyliner was built, and there was that turnaround there. That was a tram turnaround. And so at one point, they actually had trams dropping off there way back when, 82, 83, before all of these resorts were built. So there was obviously some parking there at some point. 100%. And what the hell did they build Jelly Rolls and Atlantic Dance for, John? Did they, they, I mean, really, did they think everybody staying at those, they didn't plan on everybody, every single guest from those resorts going to Atlantic Dance that night. They opened up these places, wanting people to come, uh, locals too, am I wrong? Yeah, and they have five restaurants. Yes. They have, uh, yeah, now they're going to have a tea shop, fancy hoity toity area. I mean, so and they have, uh, you know, not a whole lot, but a couple of uh, little boardwalk games. They have the magician and the, and the uh, you know, the, the, what else did they have out there? They have some kind of other entertainer that, that's out there every night. So the boardwalk's like a really cool place to hang out. So, uh, 100%. Yeah, that's it's, what it was it's a shame for. there isn't easier parking, but I mean, uh, what we always do is, and you have to have obviously park admission or whatever it is, but we park in Hollywood Studios and walk over. So, yeah, and and that's fine for you. But like, if I and if I have an annual, if I live there, I'm going to have this stuff. But the point is, yeah. whoever whoever designed the boardwalk area and, and having all those conventions, they had a wedding area there. They think everybody that was going to the wedding, like say say you're a local and had the wedding there, you're not supposed to be out of park there. Cause they had the wedding. A lot of the weddings were held right there by the by the uh, ESPN club and all right there. That outside gazebo and all. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, John? Yeah. You have yeah. T- you have two halls. The boardwalk has one. The Yacht and Beach Club has one. Even Swan and Dolphin has a convention area. Oh, they've got huge conventions. Yeah. So my point is, I don't understand like the moron that designed that, the architect and whoever designed that didn't design more parking. They should. What they should do over there, honestly, if Disney was smart. 
they would build a couple parking garages right in the parking lots there at Boardwalk, like the ones at Disney Springs. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. I mean, uh, take advantage of the people. And, and, I mean, still, you know, uh, don't al- what they're trying to avoid is people obviously skipping out on the $25 to park. I mean, that's the big deal. I mean, it's, that's the elephant in the room is what people are doing is they're parking at those cl- at those uh resorts and then walking into Epcot or Hollywood Studios without paying to park. And so that's what they're trying to restrict. Well, charge $25 to park there, which I'd prefer in a lot of cases, or you have to have a dining reservation. That would settle it. Am I wrong? Or or you're staying at the resort. Obviously. 100% staying at the resort. And I get being the problem. Like Every time me and Brenda park there, every single time we park there, we've the pride of past five, six years since things have gotten crazy crowded and we don't want to infringe on anybody because you know how I am with all that stuff. I'm, I, I don't, I don't do wrong. If I, I book a dinner there, I book a lunch there, I book a breakfast there to justify parking there. Is that, that's the right thing to do. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they should build two parking garages because that's what they need. They need parking garages for the yacht and beach club. And they also need it for the boardwalk. Do you disagree? No, that would work. And I mean, they in a way they have a bit of that the contemporary now because they have dining parking. Um, where yeah. if you're coming over to the California Grill or the the New Steakhouse or whatever, you you park. But I think it's limited to like three hours, so you can't park there and then head over to the Magic Kingdom. Well, so. the last time we this past time we parked at the Wave and we were there all day. Well, till, yeah. till the well, afternoon they didn't know, say anything. They didn't even mention it to me when I pulled in. Is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what that's what the uh, the rule is supposed to be, Doug. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been told this also. When's the last time you ever saw a tow truck on Disney property towing somebody's yeah, car? <laughs> not often. <laughs> Unless it was broken down. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we did. We booked at the Wave, but we really weren't. You know me and Brenda. Like, we got there for breakfast at like 8.15, 8, 8, whatever it was. We went over to park by 9, quarter after 9. We were back in the car by 1, 2 o'clock. It wasn't like we all day. You know what I mean? We, we weren't there morning, noon, and night. Like, we we were back at the room, and then we, I think we met you guys at Epcot that night. But I don't know. I think they should build a couple more parking garages myself. And... And maybe or do something else. Uh, I mean, make more money, Disney. Maybe you charge a flat fee at uh, $25. You could park wherever you want for the week or something like that. Something in those garages. Do something. But people want to go visit those areas. The Boardwalk area is one of my favorite spots in all the world. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. And I mean, obviously, that's where we're staying in September. So uh, really looking forward to it. So, yeah, I love the Boardwalk. Yeah, so, yeah, Disney. Uh, another great idea I had, John, huh? There you go. And not patting myself on the back or anything, but you could do it for me if you really like me, John. Pat, pat, pat. There you go. Ride vehicle push pull testing gets underway at Walt Disney World Tron Light Cycle Run Roller Coaster, John. I don't believe it. <laughs> not such a thing. Yeah, I do not believe it, Johnny. Uh, what's it say? Walt Disney World Tron Light Cycle Roller Coaster reach another significant. Significant milestone this week with the start of the push-pull through testing. Those those cycles look pretty cool, though. I got to give them that, John. Yeah, yeah. I was watching some of the backstage stuff this morning uh, on uh, my first break, and uh, yeah, you you can tell see the engineers doing this stuff, and uh, it, they do look really cool. A little scary, 
but uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So. And the push-pull test sections of the seven-vehicle train are slowly moved through the entire ride track. Making sure you don't hear too many clickety-clacks, I guess. I would have to say, John, this is going to be scary as HE double hockey sticks, but I bet it's going to be one of the smoothest rides you've ever been on. Oh, yeah, this is a this is a solid steel coaster, so this is going to be smooth. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Billy D. Williams smooth. Yes, yes, my man, yes. <laughs> These images show regular light cycle vehicles and one of the accessible vehicles for guests who may be in have difficulties with normal light cycle seating position hey john they got a pop pop seat for me and you let's take advantage of that they have they have special seating for uh us old farts john <laughs> probably for not us probably for some uh oversized folks oh, so. oh, i can't bend over right john no okay well, 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 well. yeah I haven't rode one of my crotch rockets in a long, long time, John. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Brenda would not be too happy seeing you do that. No. Once the track is completely ready, trains will begin launch test and incremental speeds eventually working their way up to the full speed launches. Elsewhere at Tron, work is continuing to stall overhead plastic canopy. And we also see the pattern design underside of the canopy. It looks amazing. It really does. They're doing a great job. The biggest thing I seen, which I loved, did you see they were testing the train this week, John? Oh, you're a happy man. Yes. No, I, I didn't hear it. I'm surprised I didn't hear it. Yeah, me too. They did have one of the pictures I seen had the engineers in the train testing it, John. So that was really cool. That's good. It, it's it's funny though pulling up to uh, pulling up to the Magic Kingdom now and turning in there. And Space Mountain is kind of dwarfed by this Tron cycle. <laughs> Tron sits behind it. It looks like it's about to eat Space Mountain. So <laughs> yeah, it's sad because a Space Mountain is one of the iconic buildings on the property. It's 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 so cool, and this is taken away from it a little bit. It does look amazing, but it does take away from it a little bit. Yeah, and it's bigger. So it, it it looks super cool though. That's that's for sure. Uh, new look for Cooks of Dublin, famous fish and chips at Disney Springs. They updated the building, huh, John? Yeah, this is uh actually one of me and Lisa's favorite spots uh, to to get a snack at Disney Springs. Cooks of Dublin, Disney Springs has a fresh new look, just in time for Raglan Road's St. Patrick's Week, the Mighty Festival. Uh, so they they celebrate all week. The most striking oh, by feature. By the way, in, happy St. Patty's Day, Johnny. And to you, and to you. I know you're probably more Irish than I am. I think I'm about ninety five percent German. I'm going to do the ancestry test soon, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm just all German. Well, so. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Irish, Indian, and a tiny bit of English is what I was told. So, but I'm, I've always. I've always been told mostly German, a little bit of French, and a little bit of Scotch Irish, but probably. Knowing me and my likes and dislikes, probably German. And I never understood with the Indian and Irish in me why I've ever had anger issues with those two. (laughs) (laughs) You can't figure that one out. No, I never could. I I mean, you would think a mix of Indian and Irish would be a peaceful laddie, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Nice, even keel. Yeah, Yeah. relaxed, subdued. You know, and everybody wonders why Doug don't drink Jack Daniels anymore because it's like fire water to me. I mean, Jack Daniels 
Indian warrior comes out. <laughs> uh, Either that or they drunk it Irish. Yes, a little bit of both, one, dude. Right? Uh, top of the morning to you. you know what I'm saying so. Go ahead, Cooks of Dublin, buddy. Uh, the most striking feature of the new look is the large fish and chip sign at the front of the building. It's even lit with neon to give it more pop after dark. Uh, that looks pretty cool. The exterior has a new lighter color scheme with dark green accents. Everything is the same on the inside, and all your favorite dishes are still available, including the classic fish and chips, and Lisa's favorite, hog in a box. <laughs> so, yeah, all that stuff is, is still there. So, um, and when yeah, she's hog- done, there's no more hog left in the box. <laughs> Am I correct? Oh, yeah, she kills it. Well, actually, no, she eats about half of it and gives me the remaining leftovers. Well, so. <laughs> to leave no hog left in the box. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's actually a, a really good deal. Um, two people can eat it, that's for sure. It's uh, awesome. The little place next to it, um, Hole in the Wall Bar, is one of my favorite little spots at Disney Springs. And for the longest time, up until about, I would say, 14 months ago, they had a happy hour daily where you could get a five hour, a $5 draft of Guinness or uh, Bass or any of that stuff. Well, that went long. <laughs> it came back from pandemic. It was there, and then it went. And gone. Uh, what you can do now is uh, get a double beer, though. I mean, if you're if you're looking for the uh, for a full 32 ouncer, you can get a uh, 32 ounce Guinness or a Bass or even a disgusting uh, uh, cider or something if you really want to. Um, they're pretty expensive, but you can get a big old beer there. Well, so. that's good. So that's why you'll head there, Johnny. I I might have uh, enjoyed one or two. So. That's a that's shame. That's a shame, Johnny. You can't get there more often because I know you you can enjoy a beer a day there, John. I I certainly could, but yeah, and get into Disney Springs. Unless I, you know, if I bit there next time and I actually work there and park there, it would probably be a lot easier for me. But uh, getting to Disney Springs after work here involves me changing, getting a parking space in the garage, <laughs> walking. To, you know, uh, so it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's not like stopping at the bar on the way home if I wanted to. So. No, it's a it's a. It's a nice place. I love I, I love Disney Springs. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of people think that, like I I don't understand. A lot of my friends that I talk to and stuff, they, nobody's as high on Disney Springs as I usually am, and I don't understand why. Because it, it's like an adult playground for me. It's it's basically it, it's slowly going to become the only place I'm going to be able to afford to go to. John, <laughs> that's still Disney eventually. You know what I'm saying? Well, Doug, when when. Uh... Let's see, when J.J. was very, very young, 15 months and younger, up until about two years, we uh, had Disney World passes and we went all the time. Uh, around three, I changed jobs, and there for about two and a half years, we didn't have Disney passes just because of uh, uh, financial restraints and stuff. And so we had him convinced that Disney Springs was Walt Disney World because, you know, uh, Mickey and Minnie were there, and in car, at least a plush form and then there was that great railroad that was only two dollars and then the marigo round that was two bucks so you know when you're when you're three and a half you can believe that right <laughs> yeah and you could still have you know good time and, and a relaxed Absolutely. time in a place that you knew there was going to be there's idiots but not idiots if you you could chill that's what that's what i love the most about disney world like when i'm there with my wife and my family i'm not worried something's gonna happen i'm not on guard i can let my guard down you know what i mean that's what i love about it no, you can get up in the middle, like you said, get up in the uh, crack of dawn and walk uh, your little walk from your room down to the uh, food mill, court, food mill at, uh, 
put her lean through her side and get your breakfast and, and not worry that you're going to step behind a bush and somebody will whap you over the head and take yeah. the wall. Yeah, so. just it, there's no worries there. Like, you could totally just, you just let your guard down, and that's what I love about it. Real quick, John, I don't know if you knew him, but our friends, are, uh, uh, Grim Grinning guys, they're always retweeting us and stuff like that, just like our buddy Jim Tucker and all, so we really appreciate you guys. And Grim Grinning guys, they tweeted out that Josh passed away this week from Easy WD, uh, Easy WDW. So I just want to give our thoughts and prayers out to Josh's family and all the friends of him. And he was also a part of WDW News today. He was friends with those people, all the all the writers and all over there. So I I don't I have no clue what happened to him, but you know he was he was a young man and uh, well young he was younger than me, a little younger than us. So. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family, and I want to thank the Grim Grinning guys for constantly retweeting and putting our stuff out there and being a friend of our show. So, beers on me, guys, when you do when we do finally meet up. So, yeah, actually, I met one of those uh, one of the Grim Grinning Ghost guys out at uh, uh, when I worked at the trains over at uh, um, Animal Kingdom. Um, he was a really cool guy. So, yeah, they're a good group of guys over there. We interact yep. once in a while when. They went away the first time, and now they're back a little. Yeah, you know, they're to and from, but whatever. I called into their show before. They're a good group of guys. So, they had a live show going on. I actually called in, and you know, I made the show better, John, like I normally do. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sean. Yeah, I think they're all from the south, so you had to give them a little bit of Yankee perspective. I think that's what it was. Yeah, right? they so. they needed a butthead to call in, and I <laughs> I was the first one. They put it out there. They go, we need a butthead to call in, and I. Dude, the bat signal went off. That's like the bat signal, right? <laughs> yeah, let me call in. But no, they're a good group of guys, so uh, we're sorry for everybody's loss. Poor, you know, with Josh, he's a big. He was very loved in the Disney community. So, anyhow, what do we have here? Uh, speaking of towers and stuff like that, and we were speaking of the poly area, uh, we were speaking of parking garages, but not towers, but. The Poly now is going to be growing, throwing up a tower. Is this the new thing in Disney World? Towers everywhere? Towers and more DVC properties. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So they, yeah. again, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if something totally changes at All-Star sooner than later, John, the way I, we were talking last time. Because I, I truly believe if Disney had their way, all their value would be owned by all other companies. You understand what I'm saying? I could slowly see Pop and the All-Stars being phased out to become their moderates. I don't... I, the, the reason I don't see that, Doug, is the way that we equate uh, Disney and where we're at, me and you, with this type of a, a, almost an addiction. And you got to have a starter. I mean, nobody nobody goes out and, and uh, grabs that big shot of uh, heroin when they first start drugs, right? Yeah, so, well. you, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I think maybe uh, the All-Stars and Pop Century, they're, they're like maybe that first beer you try. So no, <laughs> I hear you. Somewhere. But most of the trips I usually book, to be honest, for the longest time until Disney started to praise them out was uh, – was, uh, Riverside, Caribbean Beach, Coronado, and Port Orleans French Quarter were my—they were my biggest bookings. And yeah, that's uh, that's that's the 
that's the uh, I, I almost guarantee you that nobody except maybe you guys i think you and you and your and lovely wife you went to a moderate first but i bet you almost everybody that goes to disney for the first time if you're on somewhat of a budget i bet you you book at a uh, a value resort because you're not going to want to spend a fortune if you don't know if you're going to like it or not yeah well the way i looked at it is even if i didn't like the parks i'm going to love this resort and that's why i did it you know what i'm saying that's why well, we're, we're going to eat good yeah. I, I would say def- you did too, right? Yeah, we so. did. We were addicted. But <laughs> Disney Vacation Club announces plans for a new tower at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. So they're throwing all this stuff up, but they're still telling us they're making no money, John. <laughs> I don't know if they're telling us they're making no money because that's a big lie. They're, well, they're, they're still complaining that they lost all that money during the pandemic when Disney yeah. Plus like went five times the amount they ever dreamed of. Uh, Disney Vacation Club is announced today, which is just a few days ago. Proposed plans to develop a new Disney Vacation Club villas at the Polynesian Resort. Uh, the new tower will be built on the site of the former Spirits of the Spirits of Aloha Dinner Show and Luau Cove, with a planned opening in 2024. Here is a full press release, which we're not going to re- read the whole darn thing, but. A lot of people are not happy with the luau going either, John. Do you think they're going to put it somewhere else? No, no, I think it's gone, Doug. And um, I never went to the luau. Have you ever been to the luau? We were supposed to go and got rained out. Okay. But I had uh, a lot of friends. Dennis used to go all the time. Yeah. I, I've never been, so I can't really judge it. I mean, but I know it had been waning in popularity even before the pandemic and before that type of stuff. So I don't know if the pandemic was the final death nail for it or if DVC was or, or just the popularity of DVC. But I, it, I have never had, I've never talked to anybody that, that actually made sure it was something they do every year. I've talked to a lot of people to make sure they go to Hoopty do every year, but, uh, the luau, I, I don't know if there was a whole lot of repeatability with it. Maybe maybe people like uh, Dennis, like you said, that there there certainly was, but uh, I, I don't know a whole lot of people that did it every time they came down. I could be mistaken, but I also think Pat did it quite a bit too. But I could be wrong. Okay. I could have swore listening well, to the show I mean, that he that's Polly's his favorite, favorite resort. resort. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There's there's a lot of traditional, you know. It's, that luau was kind of like the Adventures Club. There's a whole group that loved it, and there's some, that, and not so much. Like, I didn't like the Adventures Club. I went in it, thought it was cool, but it wasn't for me. Like, I appreciated it. I didn't boo-boo it, if you understand, and not like it, but I wasn't a place I went back to each year, you know what I'm saying, when I first started yeah. going. So, get a load of this, John. Effective March 16, 2022, masks will no longer be required for fully vaccinated guests on Disney Skyliner or Walt Disney World. So they're going to be carding everybody. They asked them if they're vaccinated, right, John? Sure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure everybody, I'm glad it's gone. But I'm sure everybody is so, they're going to be, yeah, I, I, I got to be truthful with you. I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Um uh, Oh, John, our spot's opening. Vicky and Al's is reopening later this year at uh, Grand Floridian. John, you ready to go to Vicky and Al's? Maybe that'll be enough to bring Robbie Bottoms back to uh, Florida. You know, I know he's 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 been in Vegas eating like a flipping king. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dude, man, he uh-huh. eats some of the 
best looking food. I wrote to him and and I was breaking his stones back and forth. And then he wrote he wrote me back about his frozen dinners that he makes during the week when he's home alone. (laughs) It's not all the time. Did you see the cheesesteaks we made this weekend, John? Oh, they look good, huh? Yeah, they were real good. I made homemade ones last night, and Brenda actually heated me up the leftovers today. I had one before uh, the show. And we do, we're, see, and this is where I'm amazing, John. We're very health conscious. Like, we don't don't do the big 16-inch roll. We do a little club rolls, if you understand what I'm saying, John. And they're good. They're big enough. We do like a half a Wawa hoagie, if you get what I'm saying, is our normal, like a shorty is what we have we don't have a a big used classic so there was some left over so she allowed me to have a, another little classic today which my wife i love her dearly she has to cave out the half the roll so you don't get all the bread be healthier <laughs> for you you know she has to find a way god bless you gotta her. do what you gotta do uh I, I there's another sign here a spirit of aloha it, it's sad that that's going there because it was one of, it was it was one of the disney classics though that luau john yeah, I mean it was it was it was kind of cool to walk by there at night if you're staying at Folly or or over that way and you walk by and you hear the drums and uh, and all that stuff. But uh, I, I, you know, uh, for the longest time they had a Luau at SeaWorld in addition to the one here at uh, Walt Disney World. I think the one at SeaWorld they quit that one about ten years ago too. So uh, maybe there is no Luau in Central Florida right now. Maybe you know what? There's a market though. Yeah, There's let's a market start for one. a dinner show right now. Let's so. start one, John. Uh, what's this here now, John? Tumble monkeys are returning to the Festival of Lion King. I, I can't believe everybody else could be there, wasn't affected by COVID, but the monkeys were, John. Like, what's the reason for that? You got me, dude. I don't understand <laughs> half of this explanation of, of stuff. And then, uh, you know, we we talked about it last week with the, the buses and still requiring uh, face masks while you go into the attractions inside. You're standing shoulder to shoulder with people, but you get on my bus and there's seven of us and we got to worry about face yeah. masks. And and that's a big debate going on my Facebook groups, too, is, is people in their de- – like I told you last week, don't quote the Bible at me and don't quote DOT regulations at me. Please, just don't. I mean, it's it's annoying, and that's what they do is just quote the DOT regulations and oh, just shut up, dude. Oh, <laughs> I mean, a little yeah. common sense at the same time, okay? A hundred percent, and a hundred percent, Johnny. So I don't, I don't know, Doug. I mean, why would the tumble monkeys get infected when nobody else could? Uh, probably because they eat the lice off of each other. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe that's probably why. Uh, maybe the monkeys are real close to humans or something. I don't know, John. It's just ridiculous. It's like everybody else can come out and sing and hang out and be in the place, but the tumble monkeys were a problem. They probably got paid the most, John. They were waiting the longest to bring them back. Chavik probably needed more the, with gasoline prices. I can't believe he gave in to this. I'm surprised he didn't make more cuts to pay for his gas for his jet. Well, I'm I'm certain there's a whole lot of a whole slew of uh, young ladies that are very happy that tumble monkeys are coming back because <laughs> they were about the most fit dudes on property. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so. they were the healthiest. They're the ones who probably get it laced, or if they did get it, would be the least affected by it. Yeah, yeah. Disney has announced uh, via TikTok that tumble monkeys are returning to Festival Lion King and Animal Kingdom. While we still don't get a specific date for the return, the post does say this summer, which is likely to be around Memorial Day weekend. 
which is funny because that's not actually in summer. But anyway, the Tumble Monkeys are a team of acrobats that adds a lot of energy to the show and are especially popular with the younger members of the audience, not just the younger members. <laughs> I've heard stories that the return of a festival alliance in May 2020 <laughs> was a significant moment for Walt Disney World's entertainment department and its return to, uh, to the parks followed the pandemic closures. Although in a modified format, it was the first time that large numbers of guests were indoors for a show. So that's good i mean uh things getting back to normal and hopefully oh by the way speaking of festival of lion king and stuff uh, one of my good buddies david gale his daughter um is the blue bird in the show right now oh, one cool. of the bluebirds yeah cool. yeah yeah so uh uh he's down here quite often to uh to every time he is he's taking a, a selfie in front of the bluebird so oh, awesome <laughs> good for him so uh, Swirls of Water brings new alcoholic Dole Whips to Walt Disney World. It's down at Disney Springs. They got more Dole Whips. Swirls that with alcohol, you can add rum and stuff to them. So, uh, there, there's going to be Dole Whip as you drive through. They'll have a little stand there right at the gate coming into Walt Disney World. They got Dole Whips everywhere now. It used to be special One to get spot. them at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, yep, they, it sure did. It, it was like that one spot, and then and then no, for the longest time there was two spots. Yeah, uh, over at the Yeah, in the you, Yep. And then they they started at the Food and Wine Festival or the Flower and Garden Festival, one of the two there. You could get it there. Then they put it into Animal Kingdom because I was getting them in Animal Kingdom after my train shifts, and, then, and you could get a shot of coconut or uh, black or uh, dark rum to it. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden they're just frigging everywhere. It's just they can't keep anything special anymore, can they, John? They just got to run yes. everything into the ground for every last nickel. Doug, that's the same thing we've talked about with pins and vital yes. and, and anything and everything that's a success. They, they don't know when to quit, when no. to get off that horse. Yeah, uh, just, like, just like the popcorn <laughs> buckets. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad they're backing away. But all the people that broke their rear end to get them did it for nothing now. You know what I'm saying? They, they, oh, oh shit, we sold all, we got to sell more. I think they, I think they would have been better off if they didn't retry to sell them again, myself. I think it would have been great if they would have went to Cast Connection and I could have bought about 100 of them. Yeah. <laughs> that been fine with me. So. But, you know, that, that's my yeah. point. Anyhow, uh, you were talking a little something about, uh, you got some, uh, passes coming up or something for your trip. Yeah, actually, uh, so I am September 4th to the 11th. We are now staying six nights at the boardwalk. Um, and I have my coupons to use my 30, 40, and 50% coupons off for dining. So I thought we'd go through the participating locations and see what places we think maybe I should use them. So uh, to begin with, all of them I get 20% off of. So um, if, I have, if we decide to eat out, three or four times the other uh couple of dinners like i still get 20 percent off but uh so at the magic kingdom i could use it at cosmic rays no i don't think so columbia harbor house jungle navigation company limited skipper canteen liberty tree tavern pecos bill pinocchio village house or tony's town square so i'm probably going to use these at sit down dinners obviously is my goal here so um what would you think out of the Skipper Canteen, Liberty Tree, or Tony's Town Square? Well, they just recently, didn't they just change the menu over at Tony's Town Square? I think so. I think they updated it a little bit. Um, 
I don't know. You've always said it's on par with Olive Garden. Yeah, I've, I like never, Garden. I've never had a problem. I mean, the my wife, the last time we ate there, loved her salmon. Like, she couldn't, she raved about it. And my food has always been good there. I mean, I, yeah, I put it on, on par with Olive Garden with a view of Main Street. So, especially yeah. if you can get an outside yeah. cafe table, I mean, it's a nice time. I mean, and I'm not. I mean, uh, granted, I, I did deliver for years to fancy Italian restaurants, but I'm not a snob. I didn't grow up in the, uh, forgive me, the Northeast where everybody thinks that uh, uh, <laughs> the only real Italian food originated from was not Italy, but from uh, apparently New York City. So <laughs> I'm not a not a big snob when it comes to it. So I think I could eat Tony's Town Square. As long as the sauce didn't taste like ragu. I mean, so, did you have you ever eaten there before? No, no, I've heard, we've never eaten there. No, so maybe you can get it out. Like we we meet we ate there. We've eaten there a couple times, and I like I said, I'm I'm not saying it's the best restaurant on property, but I enjoy the whole atmosphere, lady, and the whole nine yards. It's nice. I mean, it's a it's a good time, and I mean, what what's the main entrees? They have pizza. They have uh, they have Tony's pizza pie, which is nineteen dollars, but. They have spaghetti, as Giada likes to call it. Spaghetti. And she drives me nuts with that. I think she's adorable, but the way she talks. Spaghetti. I'm making spaghetti tonight. Uh, chicken parmesan. Chicken f- fettuccine alfredo, which is good. I've had that there. I got the uh, the shrimp. I got the shrimp uh, fettuccine alfredo. It was $25, John, which isn't bad, and I really enjoyed it. They have the scampi there. Uh, Roman style, Roman style steak, which is herb marinated New York strip steak, blistered tomatoes, broccolini, roasted potatoes, and a caper herb butter sauce. Then they have an Italian trio, which is a fettuccine alfredo, spaghetti, and beef pork meatballs. The regular ravioli and the damn sustainable fish, John. <laughs> that mysterious. Uh, why yeah. don't they just put tilapia on there? And just yeah. call it a day. Yeah, and the grilled pork chops. So they have they have a little bit of an option here, and then they have plant based, which I know you have no interest in. No, no, but I I, I think I could go with. Uh, well, I don't know September. It depends if it was if we got dinner and the sun was almost down. Then I suppose we could we could eat outside al fresco. But man, I'm not doing lunch in September outside. Uh, yeah. Not for that price. So yeah, but uh, I could I could I could see us having a nice uh, nice view of Main Street drinking a glass of wine or having a peroni while I'm eating some uh, uh, some shrimp scampi or shrimp out fettuccine. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, because they do have Peroni here, John, so you'd be good. And it's yep. as of right now, it's it's only eight twenty five, John. <laughs> oh my goodness. I better run. Yeah, as of right now. So again, I, I I think Tony's gets a bad rap. I mean you got like uh Pam and them over at uh Be Our Guests, our friends over there and you know, they'll kinda trash this place and I mean, and we've said a million times, uh and I agree with Pam and, and uh over there that the Magic Kingdom needs to up their restaurant game big time, in my opinion. They had the worst restaurants in all four parks. Yeah, do you notice which restaurants weren't on there? Not the Crystal Palace and the Cinderella's Royal Table and not uh, Beer Guest. So. Yeah, and but none of them are right home to my... I, I'll tell you what, I would pick Tony's over the those four. Yeah, well, there you go. I really would. I, we've, Especially we've with the only... prices. If you compare the prices... To the, the the food, I would pick Tony's because the atmosphere is just as good. You're right there at the at Main Street. You're at the front of the park, yeah, which and, is beautiful. 
And Lady and the Tramp is a great movie. Yeah. Um, so, and but if we do eat here, uh, I am definitely going to try to get Lisa to get the picture of me and her eating the same piece of spaghetti. There you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> that would make it. That would make an adorable picture. No, no don't get Lisa to do it. Well, I'm sure that the the hostess and the the waitresses and waiters have had been asked to do that a million times in that restaurant. <laughs> Hand one of them exactly. your camera and say, "Earn your tip." <laughs> an extra buck in this if you can watch me suck spaghetti i'll give you an extra dollar so, so where are you at your next one john because i know you got, right, what yep. do you got like five more minutes left uh i think i i, I got time to go through this if, if you want uh, yep so. why well, i'm good if you are you're the one all who right. has the time restraints all right uh epcot we've got beer garden coral reef restaurant garden grill Kringle Bakery, Lotus Blossom Cafe, Nine Dragons Restaurant, only for lunch. Regal Eagle Smokehouse, Rosen Crown, lunch only. Uh, Summerfest, Space 2020, or 220, lunch only. Spice Road Table, Sunshine Season, Stepanetto, lunch only. Viennapoli, lunch only. In Yorkshire County Fish Shop. So who all flew a selection? Heck, I could probably use all 30, 40, and 50 at Epcot. Yes, I mean, I would... Myself and me and Brenda agreed. Now, it all depends on what you're looking to spend. But me and Brenda were looking at the menus, and we said we'd rather have lunch at Space 220 than dinner. Yeah, uh, I think we're going through that. We haven't tried Space 220. It's supposed to be a whole, uh, not not a whole immersive experience, but a little more of a, an immersive type of uh, atmosphere and stuff like that. So if I can, if there's something on the ground, please, I think that's the one that I would try for. So that'd probably be the 50, I think, because I think that might be the most expensive meal yeah, that we have. Let's see what we have here for dinner, John. For lunch. I mean, for lunch. Well, it's one price here. Oh. Yeah, well, then I just have to have the reservation at lunchtime. Yeah, because it's, it's, it, or there's prices not up here on that, on all years that we always, okay, adults is $55. So that wouldn't be bad, John. If you get 50% off, you, you and Lisa would be. What twenty seven fifty? Yeah, and you get your choice of an appetizer, which they had the, but a Bing Bang Burrato, which is the Big Bang Theory to me, Big Bang, uh, a starry, a starry calamari, John, you get it, starry calamari. No. Uh, blue moon, blue moon, I seen you standing there alone. Oh, blue moon cauliflower, a Neptune ta ta. A Cantori Caesar salad, space greens, and galaxy grain salad. I could see you going for the Big Bang Burrato or the Starry Calamari. Am I wrong? You got those two, right? And Lisa would get the cauliflower. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably get the burrata for sure. Okay, now the entrees. You got a roasted free range chicken. So they chased that chicken around and got him eventually. It's a chicken roulade, uh, mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, roasted garlic, thyme juice, thyme juice, a terra bolognese, corn linguine, a temp, tempe ragu, macadamia nut ricotta, and a zucchini mushroom. They got the blue house salmon, which is a glaze with glazed carrots, king oyster mushrooms, baby bok choy, and ginger buree blanc, a seared tuna which is a spicy yellowfin tuna. You don't see tuna on the menu too often, John. No, that's surprising. Yellowfin's really good. So. Yeah, very good. I used to catch them out at the Baltimore Canyon, John. 
They have a Cantori burger, which is a signature beef blend with white cheddar cheese bacon, a Cantori shredded lettuce, tomato, fried potato wedges, and a and then you got a flat iron steak with a as a coffee a coffee space rub, John. You get space rub. Smashed fingerling potatoes, a cabernet butter butter and a haricot a haricot vert. And then you got baked macaroni. So the Android, which entree would you go for there, John? Uh, that steak sounded pretty good, but uh, I'll probably get yellowfin tuna just because I don't see it on, like you said, you don't see that nearly as much as you would think you would, especially down here in Florida. Now, so. now does Lisa like tuna? Uh, she likes a lot of fish, but I don't, I, I don't know. She is so particular when it, it has to look good to her in a picture for her to really okay. decide to try something. <laughs> uh, the blue owl salmon looks pretty good too. But I would probably yeah, go like salmon. So yeah, so maybe you could each try, each get something different and try it, and then uh, what's what's the dessert here? They don't have the dessert here, John. I think you get a special dessert here too. But anyhow, I mean, I could see you guys for twenty-seven bucks with the fifty percent off. That would be a hell of a deal to eat here for the fifty-five hour deal. Yeah, basically it's a two for one. Is, yes. is basically where it'd be. So yeah, that wouldn't be bad at all. I would do that. Uh. I, if you did all three, I would do the thirty. I would, I would definitely try Spice Road Tables again. The other place I wouldn't mind seeing you try again would be because you love seafood. Would be over at the Coral Reef. Well, we've never tried Coral Reef, and and that's why, um, because th- to me, uh, Bonefish Grill has a better seafood selection than Coral Reef does. I'm never overly impressed with their seafood selection. Um, you know, it's a seafood restaurant. I, I thought. I'm thinking fresh lobster, uh, uh-huh. a big, uh, you know, I mean, over the top seafood and it's, it's really not. I think they have three fish dishes and that's about it. You know, it's, it's their seafood selection is always disappointing to me. Yeah. Well, it's so weird. I'm looking for the menu here for you. And now it's in the, uh, it's in the world nature section. Because the new names of Future World. Okay, so it's not Future World, I guess. No, but anyhow. Future World, East or West. Yeah. But anyway, they have a... Where's their entrees at here? Oven roasted... Yeah, here we go. These are their entrees, and this is Coral Reef. And and we enjoyed it there because of the tank, the blah, blah, blah. But they, they have four entrees here, John. Oven roaches, oven roasted citrus marinated half chicken, seasonal vegetable, vegetable and a saffron puree blanc, uh, seared mahi mahi with jasmine rice, rice, coconut and cilantro lime sauce, and a Carib- Caribbean shrimp salsa. You got shrimp and shrimp and grits, sautéed shrimp, cheddar grits, local corn succotash, andouille sausage, and a Creole spice emulsion. Which that sounds really good. And then they got a 10-ounce slow-roasted prime rib with loaded mashed, mashed potatoes and a bacon bursi butter. But for 36 bucks. Like, but why the hell am I going to Coral Reef for a freaking prime rib? <laughs> it actually sounds good, but you, yes. know, you said, I mean, uh, no, and two, two seafood entrees out of uh, Coral Reef. I mean, really, that's... So yeah, like I said, uh, that's the uh, you're right, and that's the reason why me and Brenda haven't gone yep. back because we love the atmosphere in there. But the the selection, 
where's the crab legs? Where's the shrimp? Where's the lobster? Where's the scallops? Like, there's not even a scallop yep. appetizer, I don't think. What are the appetizers here, real quick, John? Uh, they got a lobster bisque and a shrimp cocktail. I mean, how? I mean, I don't think I have. You answer me this, and you could call me wrong, which I usually never, ever, ever am, John. But if you ever, been, I've never eaten at a seafood restaurant that hasn't had a scalp appetizer. Uh, no, I mean that's yeah. I mean, even like Joe's Crab Shack has rain yeah. scallops. I think on the menu. So, yeah, you know, I mean, fun. even any fine dining restaurant usually has a scalp. Yeah. <laughs> or crab cakes. They don't. What do you? What have you ever been in a seafood place that hasn't had a crab cake? Yeah, and they didn't even have a salmon dish. No, nothing. You so. two dishes in the whole place. Well, and if you count the lobster bisque, so you can get the soup, but you can't get a lobster meal at a seafood restaurant. I mean, it's just it's 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 horrible, John. I don't. I have no more words for it. Where else can you go? Animal Kingdom. Uh, Hollywood Studios. I can do the ABC commentary, the Backlot Express, Fairfax Fair, Hollywood and Vine, Pizza Rizzo, Rosie's All American Cafe, or the Hollywood Brown Derby. Brown Derby. Doug's gonna tell me to go. Yeah, Brown <laughs> Derby. Every single day and twice on Sunday, John, is where I would go. And that's another one we haven't eaten yet. And I know they have both duck and tenderloin on the menu. Um, so I think that would probably be the one that I'm going to get Lisa talked into. And that will probably be my 50 percenter because I'm pretty sure they're going to be more expensive than just about anywhere else. So, Well, yeah, they would. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I've eaten, me and Brenda, I, I don't know. We've eaten here anywhere between 10 and 20 times, John. I mean, it's one of our, it was our go-to. There's been many trips that we've eaten here twice. So, I mean, that tells you how much we like it. But, but they have a, they have this, it's weird. Like, they have this anniversary edition stuff. Uh, grilled filet mignon atop a Walt Disney World roast beef hash for $49. With red wine, red wine, uh, red juice served with Walt's Way fried egg, which I don't, I've never seen that one. It's the 50th anniversary specials they're having here. Okay. But the regular appetizers, they have a sea scallops here with smoked chipotle glazed pork belly, tomato jam, and pea, pea tender rolls. And John, when I tell you these scallops here are out of this world, they really are. They have a shrimp cocktail. A charcuterie board, a tuna caprese, and then they have an oyster and brie soup. You like oyster soup, John? I like fried oysters, and I like raw oysters. I don't know if I'd like a soup or not. Uh, but they have a, our famous cob salad, which is good. They have an Aura King salmon, which is uh, really good. Brenda's got an more Free-range chicken, which they have. They have the pan-seared fish of the day. I like that better than the sustainable fish. The pan, I could see the pan-seared fish of the day, not the sustainable fish. When you say fish of the day, I'm thinking that there was this captain with a corncob pipe that came by your shop at 5.30 in the morning. He went, arr, I just pulled in and I've got some fresh tuna. Yes. Yes, that's what I want. That's fine. I, you know, I dig that. Yes. But uh, sustainable fish, that sounds like something raised on a farm in Iowa. Yes. That's nothing against Iowa. It's just not where I want my seafood from. So, <laughs> you know. 100%. This pan-seared fish of the day comes with crawfish, succotash, and a citrus chimichurri. You got seafood, it's called sipanino. It's lobster, scallop, shrimp, calamari, and halibut in an aromic tomato broth. 
So, wild mushroom risotto, uh, shrimp and scallops, Newberg. This I've had this before. It's it's incredible. It's a shrimp sea scallop and a sherry cream sauce served with blue crab toast. John, it is so. Ooh, good. that sounds rich. You <laughs> uh, sit down after eating that, right? You're riding tower terrors. hundred <laughs> percent. And then they have a seasonable fish, which blue crab meat, which is in the it's stuffed in the fish, roasted turnip, spice brown butter sauce for thirty eight. The shrimp and scallop Newberg is forty six dollars. The filet mignon that they have up the top, John, that's forty nine. So I think I I I've never ever ever been disappointed at anything we've ever had at at the Brown Derby. The only thing we had was Brenda had that one. They had capers on it that were really hard. That she almost she did almost break a tooth, but the meat was good. The the fish was good. It was the capers that were on it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like there's more seafood on this menu than there was on the coral reef, though. Yeah, I'm going back to the coral reef real quick because I want to. There was some 50th anniversary stuff there, and I want to make sure that I didn't. I don't want to be wrong because it's who I am, John. I I don't want to stomp on them when I don't have to. But there was a 50. Okay, they have this 50th anniversary. Uh, no, but there's no meals. It's just espresso. They have drinks up here. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to go back and make sure I wasn't giving them a bad rap. No, they have not. Yeah, there's way more seafood on uh, on this menu. And you'll go there. They have these special crab. They have crab cakes usually there uh, that are out of this world, too, at the uh, Brown Derby, John. Yeah, and, that's the, I think that's the one we're going to try that we've never been. So, And then uh, lastly, we have uh, Animal Kingdom. I can do Flame Tree Barbecue, Harambe Market, Pizza Safari. Restaurant Thoris and Tui Canteen, Tiffin's or the Tusker House. So really, there's only Tiffin's or Tusker House because uh, uh, Yak and Yeti is not even owned by Disney, so yeah. it wouldn't be good there. So. And if it was me, I would probably do Tiffin's to try different stuff. But I, if I had to tell you which one to use your fifty percent off, I would tell you to go there. The only other place I'd tell you, which I don't know if any of the resorts you're allowed to. Is Jico would be the other place I'd tell you to try to use that fifty percent, or if you had the chance to do it. Yeah, Sanaa is the only one at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay, yeah, look that up. That's the one I was hoping for, but yeah, uh, that's the only only one at Animal Kingdom, and then the only one at Boardwalk is actually one that Lisa wants to go to anyway. Is Trattoria El Forno, um, and it's for weirdly enough, it's for dinner only. Uh, instead of, oh, I think that's why, because I don't think they have lunch there. Yeah. I guess that would make sense then. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, we had a, we've had two meals there, and both of them were really good. So, um, she adores the uh, risotto and scallops there. So. Well, Bob really likes, uh, Bob did like the you Alforno know, over there at, at Boardwalk. So, yeah. And Bob yeah. liked it. You know, Bob, he, he'll tell you he don't like it. So. And over here at Tiffin's, they have a 50th anniversary uh, mushroom ragu, truffle polenta, seasonal vegetable, black garlic puree with a demi veal demi glaze, which is $52. Uh, but I ain't going to go through the appetizers, but I'll get the entrees for you. They had the whole fried sustainable fish over here for 42 Surf and turf, which is South African brie spice beef tenderloin. Seared scallops, potatoes, potato pave, grilled vegetables, and a dahi, dahi butter 
Cola Demiglaze. That sounds really good at $65 out, will you? T- tenderloin and seared scallops, I'm pretty much in most of the time, John. You know that, and if you could get it for thirty-two fifty, I bet you it would be it wouldn't be a bad deal. Would it? <laughs> no. And then they got the tur- tamarind braised short rib, parsnip potato puree, cauliflower, cipollini uh, cip- onions, medaju date vinaigrette, fifty-five dollars to substitute grilled beef tenderloin. Fifty-five to substitute with a beef tenderloin. They have a butter chicken here too, John, which everybody loves the butter chicken. And then they got shrimp and grits for 35 So, I mean, they got five decent, well, one sustainable. The other four are all ones that I would like. You know, uh, uh, we've had the butter chicken probably 20 times. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Probably eight to ten times at the Food Wine Festival. And we've loved it every time we had it. And the time we got it, so now I don't know if it was just too much because both of us got it or, or what it was. But uh, it, it just wasn't, oh, my goodness. It wasn't nearly as good as uh, as we enjoyed it at uh, the Food Wine Festival. So I'd be a little leery of getting that as my entree. But that, that surf and turf, man, that sounds pretty good. So. Yeah, would you want to break into this house, John? I guess not. I guess somebody's foot just got eaten. No, it did. My sister-in-law just showed up, and uh, did it? Did the mute bucket button actually work that time? I think so. Okay. I, I heard him, and then, and yeah. then he hushed, and then it was gone. So good, 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 good. So it did work. Sorry, guys, I'm not cutting us out because he's in the bar. He's the show mascot, and you're going to listen to him. If I got to listen to him, <laughs> you get the show for free, you got to listen to him. And here he comes again, the idiot. He had to go out, bark, come back in, and lay right at the table here while I'm recording. But, no, John, it's so true, though, like you were saying with that buttered chicken. There are certain things that I absolutely love for, like, the first four or five bites, and then after that, I'm done with it. And that might be one of those things with the buttered chicken, John. Less is more. <laughs> You know what, strangely enough, and you wouldn't believe it by looking at me or, or hearing me talk, but steak is like that for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, can, I eat about half, because I grill steaks for me, Lisa, and JJ all the time. They're all the same. They're all the same size. They always finish theirs, and I eat about uh, maybe half of them. <laughs> and I, just, I get to a point with steak, and I'm well, like, Dude, I'm, that's, I'm the same that's it. exact way, but I probably eat, a, I eat my whole steak, but I probably eat half the size of steak that you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, Doug, I'll, I'll leave half that steak, but I'll finish my day baked potatoes. No, you can't. <laughs> Dude, I never leave any potatoes on any plate. Uh, we go out uh, to breakfast, the home fries. The, the home fries have to be horrible for me not to finish them. Because I'm like a – when it comes to cooking, and I'll have to make you mine, I would put my home fried potatoes, my breakfast potatoes up against anybody's. I mean, I, it's one of the first things after my mother passed – that I learned how to make to survive, if you get what I'm saying. So I've really taken pride over the years in my uh, potatoes. So yeah, you make some taters. Yeah, but yeah, I never leave a potato on any plate. Scallop, a gratin, you name it, double stuff baked, it's all being finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. It's yeah. potatoes. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's your that's your Irish and my German, I guess. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. But yeah, we usually do a six to eight ounce fillet, John. That's all I usually eat. Yeah. And I'm stuffed. But there's a bunch of other things, a bunch of uh, review new pretzel bread pudding which at Summerfest in Epcot, which pretzel bread pudding uh, bread pudding looks really good, John. You might have to try that next time you're over there because it doesn't look if too I, crazy I, sweet. 
I like pretzel. I like bread pudding. I just don't know if I like pretzel bread pudding. <laughs> I would have to try it because I think I would like the uh, crunchiness with it. And the saltiness to yes. get to, to counteract the sweetness, I suppose. I mean, it certainly works well with sea salt caramel and stuff like that, you know, so. And I will read you one more thing. Speaking of Bob, we talked to Bob, and then i got to let you go because you got to go, right? Yeah, yeah. You kept yourself here. Don't blame me when you get fired, John. All right, then. But Bob wrote me this this morning. He's at Epcot. Early report from Epcot. Got in at 8, early hours. Went right to Rat Ride. Down. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back up later today. Work my way over to Test Track. Close. Get in single rider line just in time for the ride to go down. By the way, Genie Plus is a cluster. Beyond clusters. Tried to buy four times this morning. Our system is having issues. It told him that that that's the morning Bob his last trip he had at Epcot. Ain't that wonderful? You know what? I, I probably would have just got some breakfast and meandered my way around Walt Chokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't worth it. So. No, but it, yeah, it, no, I mean it's funny, but no money back. You can't get on these rides that they charge you for. But they're broken down, and that's your fault. But when they come back on, you get to pay extra to ride on them. Now, how how is that even fair, John? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I truly believe if it's down for the day and it wasn't a schedule maintenance, you should get money back. And I now that you guys want to charge me extra to get on them, if they're closed and I get there and I can't ride them after I paid for them, there should I got to talk to a lawyer and see if I can do something about this. Class action suit. Yes. Well, think about it. How's it fair both ways, dude? It's not. It's really not. And uh, I'm going to let you go. Before I get you in trouble, John, where are you headed? Alrighty, uh, I've got audience control until I'm off, so I go stand and direct people around the Epcot parking lot for a little bit. Oh. So. Mm, sounds like fun. Well, at least you get to no. talk to people, right? Exactly. And you don't have to wear a mask there, do you? No, not at all. My mask is in the trash can for the day. Awesome. So. That is awesome. But anyhow, everybody, be kind to one another. Bob, uh, John, tell everybody to put their strollers away. Folks, fold your strollers and don't cuss at the bus drivers. They don't make the rules. No, they don't. Don't be an idiot. Everybody be kind to one another, and we will talk to you real soon. Say goodbye, John. Bye-bye, folks. Have a great week. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Bye-bye. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.